Welcome to our first episode of Interviewing Coffee Roasters on site. This podcast was filmed on site and there will be some background noises, dishes clicking and people talking in the background, just like you would experience in a busy cafe. During the segment you will hear some bells on some takeaway key points that we will briefly highlight at the end of the segment. Now please let me introduce you to Dan from First Fruit Specialty Coffee located here in the Gold Coast. Let's listen to what he has to say to those who are looking at starting a cafe. All the while, we're sipping on some delicious coffee from Costa Rica. Thank you, Dan. Take it away. Dan, my boy. How long have you been in the industry now? Uh, Ten years, Ten since, years since I left the military. Wow. Um, doing first roost the whole time and um, opened uh, three, four cafes under our banner, one in Tokyo. Yep. Uh, and then we've helped a bunch of other places open up around the Gold Coast. And this is beautiful because that means you've mm. got a lot of experience. Mm. Now, out of that experience, what can you give, like a simple advice mm. to newcomers that are wanting to start their own cafe? What would you suggest? Uh, what you, can you tell them? The, the basic business business principle is you, you've got to solve a problem. Yeah, that's delicious. Hey, this is Costa Rica. Um, <laughs> this is Costa Rica. Oh my goodness, um, beautiful. Aquarius estate, right? Um, you've got to solve a problem. Like there's, which is which is difficult in a cafe sense because what, what is the problem that you're trying to solve? And so realistically, it's it's difficult to enter into the industry, but it's good in a way because Australians understand cafes. You can put a cafe basically anywhere and it won't be a foreign concept. People will know, people will just rock up. In order to increase the amount of people that rock up, that's a very difficult thing to do. You have to do that through a bunch of different strategies. Um, and it's very difficult to track. So if we do online marketing and those kind of things, it's very difficult to track how people are responding to ads because they don't come in and tell you that they've seen the ad. Um, and so I think if you're going into the industry, you really need to be different in a way that isn't going to cost you money to do and you need to somehow solve a problem. For us, we're a coffee roastery, which is also us being different and helping us solve a problem where we are able to do coffee like this and have coffee like this on the bar and have coffee that we can do and roast and, and make exciting and generate excitement through, which is how we're different. Also how we're solving the problem is we, our focus for our wholesale customers is really to help them be more profitable through the million different mistakes that they're probably making that I've made that I'm still making and I don't yet know. And so it's a big, it's a big kind of learning process of, of understanding how to make it work. Um, and then you just got to watch it like a hawk. Like we often hear about these gigantic businesses that all of a sudden report like millions of dollars in losses and you go, how can they do that? Um, it's so easy to do where you will have a couple of weeks where it's all of a sudden it's quiet and you're not looking at the data as much as you should be and you go, hold on a minute, I'm down 20% and my staffing is still the same, which means my staffing percentage has jumped and I haven't kept track of it. And so you, you really need to be looking at those numbers and analyzing it. So we, we eat after each month, we close the month previously and we sit down with some of the senior people in our team and we talk about what, what, what percentages of costs were associated to these things. Are they okay to be there? How do we decrease them if we can? And, and trying to, you've got to treat it like an actual business, even though it is something that, you know, we got into because we love it. Like it's coffee, it's exciting. But if you just run and do passion and, and just run off into the bush, like you, you don't know where you're going, you don't know what you're doing, you need to have the back the back end really sorted. Um, and I learned that the hard way. We, we'd had a small store 
we got an investment to open this thing. And then we opened another store after that. And so then all of a sudden I had three separate stores that were all losing money rather than one that was losing money. And I had to scramble to kind of catch up where some of the cafes that we've supplied to are opening chains. And I said, look, like we, we need to just sort out the first one, get it right, and then replicate the model. When it's profitable. When it's profitable, that's right. Interesting, because mm. I've known you for a little while then. Mm. And I remember what you said to me when COVID hit, is that you sat down with your chef, mm. started breaking down all the cost analysis on making a simple product like a burger. Mm. And you realized, whoa, everything's gone up and that's when I think you made a massive change as well yeah that's right yeah and started making that we, were, we were very um I find like we were very we've learned the hard way to not be slow to act on things like we we didn't change our coffee prices for the first four years so we were running we were running the same price that we did back in we started in 2015 that's what we were doing coming to COVID so it was it was things like oh wow we, we need to be making these decisions and the thing is that those decisions are imperative to make because you can't sell a product that's unprofitable because it just means that everybody working within the business is struggling. But you make that choice, you're going to annoy some customers, but the way that you do it is really important. So when we raise for the first time, and, and the, the, the next consecutive times after that, basically we had a printout, you know, a sign saying coffee prices are rising. And then... Uh, an item and a percentage of how much that that's increased over the last mm. period just so you can see like oh we don't have sweet potato chips on our menu anymore because they've gone up 60 percent. you know what i mean so we can we can show exactly so that if someone gets upset it's like you know business isn't what i feel like people enter business and there's like this romanticism behind it and they think that their only problem is going to be finding a big enough bucket to catch all the dollars that are flowing. You know what I mean? Where like reality is just not like that at all. There's there's so many little things and mistakes that you're making that you need to fix and correct. Um, not in order to make money, but so that the business can can function uh, to its potential and effectively. And that because um, we every every cent we make, we actually put back into the business. Like we're not taking it out and and having big parties. Like we're putting it back in in order to grow because. Um, like for me as an owner, I actually absolutely love being here and I want to grow it and I want to you know, play with really fun coffee and I want to, you know, invest it into uh, our roasting so that we can, you know, increase our wholesale supply and we can actually pass on that stuff to others is, is really important because it's very difficult, like um, cafe ownership, as you know yeah. yourself, like yeah. it's, it's a very fine line between yeah. profit and not. And so like watching it and just, just trying to cut out decisions that aren't making sense is super important like things that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing so we actually even with our chef we go through our menu periodically and go these items are the least selling should we keep them there? and if they hit like a keto or vegan or you know some kind of dairy requirement they're going to sell less and we'll keep them in there because they're very important to those people but dishes that just shouldn't be there and they don't hit a dairy requirement it's like well that shouldn't be there. Let's remove it. Put something else in this box. So, like making all those decisions, I think, has been really important. I think that's very important what you said as well. You make those decisions mm. after a month of closing. Mm. You sit down with your senior staff. Yeah. And you all go together. And I think that's so important for a business owner to to interact with their with their staff, mm. and they can help you making decisions as well mm. and give ideas. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like, yeah, and uh, we're very open with our staff and even with customers as well, like that. Like how, like the state of the business and how it looks because like like for us we absolutely love having our staff like for us it is kind of a bit of a family 
and like we I want to show them what it is that's actually happening in the book sense to be like look this is the problem this is why I've made these decisions if you have a better solution like I'm sweet to listen to it like like I can't do everything on my, on my own and my wife's also you know part of the business heavily and she does a lot of the events at our other store I'm like you know where there's only two of us where there's a whole bunch of these people who are actually very invested in the success of our business like they're really you know fantastic to have these people around us um, and just being like look this is where we're at this is you know what I've done in the past that's worked or this is what I've done in the past that's haven't worked or here's the problem that I really can't solve like let's figure out what to do so that everyone's actually mindful of what's happening within it so that we can all work together to push it forward mm. and I think that's so good that's what I think any big, any uh, successful business mm. is the stuff that helps them become mm. successful well that's right yeah because I'm, I'm only as effective as I can spend time doing stuff where if I'm intradependent then I have a numerous amount of people who are around me working towards the same goal like I'm just so much more effective as a, a leader where I'm actually helping people move forward. Um, and the big thing with us as well is that we, you know, our staff aren't going to be with us forever. And so we're really, um, you know, especially in the cafe industry where like often the cafe industry, high turnover. It's, it's a high turnover and, and it doesn't attract a lot of career minded hospitality employees, which is completely fine. Like I absolutely get that, especially for us being in a uni, a uni area where people live in the area going to uni. Um, but even those people who are here for a short period of time and they're here sporadically during the week, like I want that time for them to be, I want it to be valuable for them to be here because they're going to, you know, like if someone is here and they don't want to be here, that's going to come across in everything. And so we really try and make sure that they're here and they're actually enjoying their time here in order to be able to better serve our customers as well as for them when they move on, like they're going to be better off having had worked here, which is really important for us. And, and I find like, Interesting you said that because I believe those that feel that the hospitality is just like a, a leeway to somewhere else. Hmm. But there's so much opportunity in the hospitality industry. Like yeah. you got one, you can work it like behind the bar or hmm. behind the, making coffees. Yeah. You can start your own. You can oh, start wasting. Yeah. You can, yeah. you can do so much more. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of pathways I think into like high level roles. Um, it is difficult to get there. I, like especially in um, it seems like, from what I've seen, the biggest uh, pathway into high-paying roles within a coffee industry is um, either management of a high-profile cafe or working for a roaster and selling coffee. Like those two things, like especially roasting. Like as an example, we put our we our sales uh, team members have a structure where they are actually able to earn a percentage of what they sell. Yep. So basically they're creating their own little business for themselves and that'll continue as they're long as they're within the business. Yeah, like so they're, they're building their own thing as well as building our thing and we're all working together to move yeah. forward, which is super exciting. Like, and um, I think that's so important as well because when you see people, when they, they start seeing potentialities of what they can do, mm. I think that's amazing as well. Mm. Like, And I think the next step as well mm. could be like run your own show. Mm. You know, you work in the industry for a while, yep. you have your own ideas. Mm. And like you said, like, Run your own show, then you can, then you start getting all this stuff from everybody else. Mm. No, absolutely. And yeah, the industry is open. I love the mm. coffee industry because everybody helps each other. It's not absolutely. like oh, I, it's only me. Yes. Everybody yeah, tries right. to help because it's such a, it's hard. Absolutely. And everybody yeah. wants everybody to to, no, to do that's better. Right. Yeah. Like even other roasters on the Gold Coast in Brisbane, like technically, in one sense, we should be in competition, but in another sense, we're like we're not. We're like I've got friends, you know, who own. Um, a cafe and roastery in Slack's Creek Extraction. Um, 
if any of our customers are in Alex, the area, Alex, Alex, and I'm like, go there. Like, you don't need to drive 40 minutes to come here. Like, they do fantastic coffee. That's a point. Like, go there. You know what I mean? Like, it just makes sense. Like, because yep. it's also like, coffee is also a journey, but it's also, it's a, there's also a time factor involved. Like, the close, if you're close to something, the stuff in the area, which is fantastic, like, that's, that's absolutely where you should go. Yeah. Man, that's beautiful. And, and I think that's why I love my website as well that I'm doing. Because there's so many roasters, so many, and the industry is so beautiful. Everybody's supportive of each other. Mm. That I want everybody to trial all the roasters that we have in Australia. Absolutely, no, whether sure. whether it works or not, mm. that's a different no, story. Right. It's cool. It. It's cool though. Yes. Like marketplaces, I think is a, is a it's a really good, it's a cool thing. I yeah. think it's exciting because like it 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 is like you know our customers come in and, and purchase our main blend regularly, but for for the people that like to jump around and try different things. You can't often just do that by coming into one place. Like you want to be able to choose from multiple different people, um, even for myself. Like yeah. I, I, I like. I've seen you at a couple, a couple of different roasteries. I've seen you at Maylard. Oh, absolutely. Because I've seen you I, like, yeah. Because they're doing cool things, and I yeah. want to taste it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Sick. like, yeah. and if if I only in, in wine, there's a similar thing where if you, if the winemaker only drinks their own product, they get what's called a seller palate, and they don't actually know what anyone else is doing, and they kind of move on this journey where it's just them. And they have no idea where the market is, what the trends are, what's popular, what's happening. They're just kind of railroaded into their own thing where I actually really want to be able to taste other people's coffee and see what people are doing that's exciting and, and like go, you know, and encouragement if they do something that's exceptional. I'll be like, that was really good. You yeah. know? Like, that's cool. Um, and like encourage them to be able to, you know, move forward in coffee and get excited. Because I think that excitement is one, it, it helps us all to get excited and work and better because we love where we are yeah. uh, as well as get the, the customers are excited about being able to try this Aquarius estate Costa Rica Dude, that comes from unreal. a farm you know yeah, like, there's, two, there's 2,000 people living on this farm you know what I mean? like it's it's super yes. cool like yep. it's interesting and like it's the oldest and largest coffee farm in Costa Rica you know like and, and that, that has a story which is why we have all these photos of, and pictures of um, farmers on here because um, I want to showcase what they're doing which you know these farmers may have been on that farm for generations where I've had the I've had a bag for a couple of months and I've spent 15 minutes roasting it like I want to I want to roast it in a way that's super light and you can taste what they've done to it because they've spent a lot more time with it caring about it than I have so I want to show what their story not our thing man and you're doing such a good job bro thank you for this I really appreciate this thank you so much Dan for your valuable insights on helping others getting into the coffee industry some key takeaway points we get from Dan are solve a problem, be different, learn from your mistakes, analyze your data regularly. When you're profitable, then replicate your model. Don't be slow to act and be quick to fix and correct mistakes because there is a fine line between profit and loss. Cut out decisions that aren't making sense. Be open and transparent with staff and customers and be open to solutions. With your staff, make their time valuable when they're with you. Allow them to enjoy their time with you so they can better serve your customers. With competitors, enjoy it when others are doing cool things. Don't get a seller palette. Encourage others when they are doing something new. Because excitement helps everyone to work better. And it's important to showcase what the farmers are doing with the coffee beans. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and we hope you join us for the next one. My name is Tommy and I'm going to brew another Costa Rican coffee shop.